The Leach Report Radio Network is on the air with the voice of the Wildcats, Tom Leach. This is where the Big Blue Nation comes for the latest news and views on the Cats. Interact with the show now by tweeting at Leach Report or email leachreport at gmail.com. Call us at 877-904-1080. Now, the voice of your Wildcats, Tom Leach. Hey everybody, welcome in. It is our Monday edition of the Leach Report coming to you from the Clark's Pump and Shop Studio in Lexington. And what a wild couple of days in the NFL. Four playoff games that got us down to the two conference championship games and each and every one of them decided on the final play. And the last game, the Bills and the Chiefs last night, Arguably one of the the best games ever. There was a game in 1981 in the playoffs where the Chargers beat the Dolphins 41 to 38. It was a real shootout back and forth like this one. Uh, that's regarded as one of you know maybe the best one ever. This one's right up there with that. I've seen saw both. Um, so just a, an incredible incredible performance in the Bengals are in the championship game against the Chiefs, a team that they beat late in the season to clinch the division. And then uh, San Francisco and the Rams, who played on the last day of the regular season, and the 49ers had to come from behind to win just to get into the playoffs. I saw a picture from Liam Cohen and uh, his wife yesterday. They were on the sidelines in Tampa with the Rams. So uh, we'll see if we can get Coach Cohen on. Uh, sometime soon to, to talk about what is uh, going on with his former employer as well as what's going on with his current employer as uh, Kentucky football moves towards spring practice in March. But right now, uh, our guests today will include Ben Roberts from the Lexington Herald-Leader and Kyle Tucker from The Athletic. Wildcat News of the Day, presented by Giuseppe's of Lexington. And Kentucky basketball loses at Auburn, the number two team in the country, 80-71. to 71. Auburn's win over Kentucky might propel the Tigers to the top spot in the AP poll today for the first time in their history. They had actually more first-place votes than Gonzaga last week, but the Zags had more overall points. More people ranked them higher than they did Auburn. Uh, But we'll see if that changes today. Just a a wild atmosphere. It always is. That's one of the the best home court advantages in the league down at Auburn Arena. Only seats a little above 9,000. They're very close to the court. A lot of students. If you were listening on the radio, you could uh, hear the hundreds of students that were packed in behind us um, that uh, were breathing down our necks. And uh, the uh, Wildcats, I thought, held up well in the environment. I think if they don't get injuries, they very well might have gotten out of there with a win. They were up nine when Ty Ty Washington went down with uh, an ankle injury in the first half. And then Xavier Wheeler ran into screens two different times that um, knocked him down and uh, put him on the bench for a short stretch in the second half that was a crucial stretch. So there's a report from Adam Zagoria of Zag's blog, um, guessing probably talked to somebody in Ty Ty's family or in his inner circle. Anyway, the report from Zag's blog is that Ty Ty is, quote, doing fine and is day-to-day to return. I'm not a doctor, nor did I play one on television, but... That sounds more like a uh, twisted ankle or a slightly sprained ankle than, you know, high ankle sprains that keep you out for weeks. Um, nothing on Xavier Wheeler. 
And I know in talking to Cal in our post-game interview, uh, he noted that uh, he was as much or more concerned about Severe as uh, Ty Ty uh, with uh, the injury that Severe suffered in that game because, of course, he always it's already happened to him earlier down at LSU. So we'll uh, see who Kentucky can put on the floor tomorrow night against Mississippi State, which will also be without a key player, Tolu Smith, unlikely to suit up for the Bulldogs after uh, injuring a knee in their win over Ole Miss. Uh, Smith listed by Mississippi State's folks as week-to-week rather than day-to-day. As for the game, uh, I think Kentucky still had a chance, despite the injuries, to pull out a win. Uh, Calipari in the postgame chat lamented the inability for some guys to just make plays, that Auburn's guys did that and Kentucky guys didn't. I think of one where it was late in the shot clock. It was, I think, 68-64. Kentucky had a little momentum, and uh, I think Auburn got a, uh, a second chance on a long rebound, and then Jabari Smith hit a three as the shot clock was winding, or hit a two as the shot clock was winding down to make it 70-64. to That was kind of the, uh, the blow that did it for Kentucky's attempt to make a comeback. Uh, Kentucky uh, did not defend the pick and roll well, obviously. And uh, on three-point shots, Calipari uh, wanted them to play out more and make Auburn dribble. They felt Auburn was uh, much less certain to be efficient if you could make them have to score off the bounce. And his guys uh, didn't. Uh, he, he was saying they couldn't get them to do enough of that because it would mean getting, according to Cal, getting beat off the dribble and maybe looking bad. And um, guys <clears throat> didn't play out as much as they wanted, so Auburn got some key threes and also got fouled on three-point shots three times in the second half, and they made all the free throws. So that was nine points. So you take the threes that Auburn hit and add essentially three more three-pointers to that total because of the guys that uh, made free throws after getting fouled. And... Auburn had an advantage of 16 points on uh, points coming from the free throw line. So I think after the game, you heard Oscar Shibway and Kellen Grady both say they would love to get another shot at Auburn. I can certainly understand that. Uh, if I'm a Kentucky player, I think they could, on a neutral floor, uh, with a second shot, with a healthy team, have a great opportunity to beat Auburn. Um, I think the, the defensive issues are things they could get corrected um, but, you know, if they were playing Auburn again, you know, in uh, in a couple of days, they could show them the tape and probably correct several of the defensive issues. Uh, but on to Mississippi State tomorrow night. The UK women are in a skid right now, one and four in the league after losing yesterday to Ole Miss, sixty three to fifty four. Kentucky now eight and seven overall. Ryan Howard had twenty four points, ten boards, in a losing cause for Kentucky. And uh, Wildcats now uh, fall to one and four in conference play. Links to the stories that we talk about each day can be found on the Bud Light Leach Report page at TomLeachKY.com. Our Wildcat News of the Day is a service of Giuseppe's Lexington. Go to Giuseppe'sLexington.com to make your reservation or check out the menu. And then when you make your reservation and head out there to uh, the restaurant off Nicholasville Road in Lexington, you're going to enjoy live jazz music with your meal, and it is fantastic food, fresh pasta and seafood and hand-cut steaks, all at Giuseppe's of Lexington. We'll be right back with Ben Roberts from the Herald-Leader. It is the Leach Report Radio Network.
You're tuned to Talk Radio 1080 and The Leach Report. And visit TomLeachKY.com for more news and views on the cats. Welcome back into the program for a Monday. We are served up by Wild Eggs of Lexington, and we serve up Ben Roberts right now from the Lexington Herald Leader, where he does the Next Cats page, among other things. Uh, you can read online at KentuckySports.com. Uh, ben, let's start with Kentucky basketball after a uh, loss at Auburn on Saturday. So they've lost twice in league play, and they've had to play without uh, one of their two point guards uh, for most of the game in each of those games. So what do you make of where Kentucky is right now? Yeah, I mean, I, I think coming out of Saturday, you know, obviously they lost the game, but I think looking forward and, you know, looking forward, especially if they had another matchup with Auburn, I, I think if you're a Kentucky fan, uh, if if everything's even at that point and, and everybody's healthy, I think you really got to like your chances. Um, you know, obviously you lose Ty Ty Washington for three quarters of the game and, you lose Severe Wheeler, uh, your other point guard for, for a couple of key stretches, uh, down the stretch and, um, you're still right there in it. So, uh, a lot of things didn't go their way Saturday. As you know, just from listening to you on the radio, that sounded like an, an unbelievable crowd. I know they were right on your back the whole game. Oh, yeah. Uh, as loud as, as loud as could be. So you go down to an environment like that, you lose your best player, at least your best offensive, you know, playmaker. Um, and you're still right there in the game. I, you know, I, I think as long as everybody's healthy in March, what that showed me is that this team is a is a legit Final Four contender and a a team that could really really make a run in March as long as everybody stays together and stays healthy. Yeah, I uh, I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, the way that uh, they have played, you think, you know, where where they looked against Notre Dame, the some changes they made coming out of that loss, and. You know, if you're a Kentucky fan, you can be biased and make the case that you could have won the two games that you lost if you had had Wheeler in the LSU game and Washington had stayed in the Auburn game. Uh, and what a run that would be if you had won those two games. Yeah, yeah. And I think, yeah, you mentioned the Notre Dame game. And, you know, I think one thing that, that um, I think a lot of people overlooked coming into the season is just because they had a lot of they had a lot of experience doesn't mean they had a lot of experience together so you know they lose the duke game um the notre dame game is their first real road game they're still they're still trying to figure each other out they're they're still all basically new teammates at that point and hadn't really played anybody other than duke to that point so it, I, I think it's you know you can look past that one and yeah like you said i mean it, if you, you know, maybe if you just have one of those two point guards uh, for the entire second half in the LSU and Auburn games, you win both those games. And if you have both of them, I think there's a fair case to be made that that you do win both games. And if you know, then you're talking about you're undefeated in the uh, the SEC. You beat Carolina by 30 points. You beat Western by 35 points. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's a heck of a run, and you're talking about maybe a, a top five team going into uh, going into this week and, and this weekend with Kansas. Uh, as far as the SEC race is concerned, Kentucky probably um, likely lost any chance of <clears throat> winning the regular season title. Um, I mean, I know it's only you know late January, but uh, by losing at Auburn, because if you look at Auburn's schedule, it is. Uh, very favorable. They've already won at Alabama, to their credit. Uh, they don't have to play at Kentucky. Um, 
they um, their road games left are Missouri, Georgia, Arkansas, Florida, Ole Miss, and Mississippi State. Uh, so they don't have to go to LSU. Um, they only play Tennessee once. They uh, only play Arkansas once. They only play LSU once. So they've got uh, a favorable schedule and it's been, and a very good team, obviously. So um, they're going to be awfully hard to catch in the league race. But um, Kentucky uh, has a, another chance to make a, a strong statement as far as you know seeding for the big tournament when they play at Kansas on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah, and I think obviously they Auburn also has that tiebreaker since they're only going to play once. They're going to have right. the tiebreaker, so you got to. You really have to make up some ground there uh, again against a, a, a pretty favorable uh, schedule for Auburn. Although the SEC, as we've seen, you know, just watching other games in the conference, any any given night, um, you don't know what's going to happen. But yeah, as far as the as far as the big tournament, huge opportunity going into Allen Fieldhouse on Saturday. Um, I, I think another big opportunity, despite you know some fairly recent struggles for Alabama, that's a big game next weekend. Did you go at? You still got at Tennessee on your schedule. You still got a rematch with LSU. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of big opportunities for Kentucky to really make a statement. And Cal kind of mentioned it Saturday. I think so, there's been some national reaction to it that just you know they played 30 minutes of the game without Ty Ty Washington, and I think that's going to be taken into consideration. And then you're talking about you got the SEC tournament too, and we've kind of seen you know how much does that really matter if you play Auburn on. You know, right before the the selection, you know, right before the bracket comes out. But yeah, they they have a big opportunity to to make a a real run and get some really big wins and and put that on their resume. Um, and you know, I, I don't know, especially with a team like this, I don't know how big of a difference there is between being a two seed and even being a four seed going into the tournament. Because if this team's clicking when the NCAA tournament starts and and they've really figured out their roles and figured out who's doing what, I, I mean, I don't know how you can watch this team when they're healthy and think, um, you know, th- th- and not think that this is a, a legit Final Four contender. Talking with Ben Roberts from the Lexington Herald Leader. We'll take a break and come right back. It is the Leach Report, served up by Wild Eggs of Lexington. For the Leach Report on Facebook, show updates, contests, and other cool stuff. Check it out today. Back with Ben Roberts, Lexington Herald Leader, KentuckySports.com, where he does the Next Cats recruiting page. And if you go there, you can see Ben's latest story from uh, Friday afternoon where he talked with Dwayne Washington, a mentor to Shaden Sharp, who is a hot topic right now since the story broke uh, late last week that uh, Shaden. Uh, likely will be eligible for this year's NBA draft, and so people are worried that he'll never play at Kentucky. Kentucky fans are obviously have that concern. Um, what's your take on this, having uh, talked to Dwayne Washington about it? Yeah, we could probably record a 10-episode podcast series on Shaden Sharp at this point, and, and, and all the dynamics around it. It's, it's such an interesting question and, and something that you know I've been talking to people throughout the weekend and, and before on that, I, you know, there's so many layers. There's, there's, does he play? There's, does he return? Um, and I don't really know the, the answer to, to any, either of those questions right now. I, I think, uh, you know, I, I think Cal's comments publicly so far have been pretty spot on about, you know, you don't, he, he just got here earlier this month. He hadn't even been here a month. He hasn't been practicing 
hardly at all when you're talking about full practices. So I think it is a disservice to just kind of, you know, think it's realistic to just throw him in there and see what he can do. Um, you know, talking to Dwayne Washington, he says, is he ready right now? No. Will he be ready in two weeks? Yes. And will they need him? You know, we don't know. And, and, and I think that's the question. I, I think if you get to a point where he, he's, you know, really killing it in practice and it looks like he could really help your team on the court and is ready to play, um, you play him if you need him. But also, you know, if Ty Ty is healthy and, and Severe's healthy and, and Vince and Grady are still clicking, you know, where do those minutes come from? What, do you do you kind of disrupt this good momentum that you, you had going into the Auburn game and then at the beginning of the Auburn game before Ty Ty got hurt? If everybody's healthy and everybody's on the same page and, and you're winning basketball games, um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what the answers are with him. And, and um, you know, I, I think we're just going to have to kind of kind of wait and see. Uh, but it is a uh, it is a hot topic for Kentucky fans, is it not? Yeah, I mean, it's it's top. You know, they're they could be coming off a win over which I think should be the number one team in the country, and it would still be topic number one despite that fact. So. Yeah, I think everybody wants to know not only does he play now, but but does he come back next season? I think that's the big question, especially for people who follow recruiting. It's you know I think those people had in their minds that this team, as much fun as this season's team is, next season's team look like looks like it could be a legit national title, realistic preseason number one contender. Um, and a lot of that was predicated on Shaden Sharp being the guy on that team. And if you take him off that team, it still looks like it's going to be a very good roster and a top 15, even maybe top 10, depending on who they got in the portal team. But they, you don't have that guy who, who is, you know, a possible number one pick, a possible star, star player who could really put a team on his back on any given night and, and win a basketball game against good competition. So, um, yeah, I, I, if they don't have him, it, it looks a lot different. And, and as much fun as people I think are, are having following this team, a lot of people are kind of looking forward like, uh, what, you know, what, what does this mean for next season? Ben Roberts, Lexington Herald leader. You can uh, follow this story on the next cats recruiting page there. Thank you, Ben. Yep. Thanks. Tom. Halfway home on the leech report. Kyle Tucker's next. This is where the big blue nation gathers. It's talk radio, 1080 and the leech report followed by Kentucky sports radio. Coming to you from the Clark's Pump and Shop Studio in Lexington. Return, refresh, and refuel at about 70 Clark's Pump and Shops all across the Bluegrass, including one of the newest ones, the Main Street Market in downtown Lexington, right across from Rupp Arena. Hot breakfast sandwiches uh, for breakfast, fried chicken for lunch. You can get that at the Clark's Cafes at Clark's Pump and Shop. Kyle Tucker joins us now from theathletic.com as we roll into the second half of the Leach Report. Uh, you, in your uh, recap of this loss at Auburn, used the term incomplete for Kentucky's grade, given that they had to play most of the LSU game without Wheeler and uh, most, uh, and then later Washington and then most of the Auburn game without Washington. And um, you write about this in your article, and you can um, make the point certainly off just the evidence that, you know, with uh, – even at LSU, they had forged a nine-point second-half lead when Ty Ty went out with cramps, and they were up nine down at Auburn when he went out with the ankle injury. So that would suggest that he's fairly important. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously Oscar is is really high on that list. Uh, you know, I I think you'd have to fundamentally change the way you play uh, if if you lost Oscar. Um, but you know, I, I would say it's probably Oscar and Ty Ty as as the most important players. And and, and in terms of the offense operating, you know, optimally, um, I think Ty Ty is the most important figure for them right now. And and for the simple fact that he, uh, no matter kind of who you're playing, what style you're playing against, um, you know, no matter what pace the game is going, uh, he fits. You know, they've talked so much about how he, he Ty doesn't get sped up and, um, he makes the right decision. He can play, he can play fast. He can slow it down in the half court. He can score a number of different ways. You know, Cal mentioned, I kept, Asking, you know, Cal, Cal didn't want to, he was, you know, I don't want to talk in hypotheticals because he didn't know how long he'd be out, but I kept trying to get at the other night, you know, what, what is it that he gives you? What is it that he makes you when he is there? And, and he said, he, you know, the big thing is he, essentially no matter what you run, no matter what you call, no matter what the scenario, what happens, if you have to get a bucket, he can go get a bucket. And there's just not anybody else, uh, on the team that can do that. And there's not, there, there's not another guy who, um, you know, in any scenario, you feel comfortable can go score, whether it be a big three if you need it. He's a 40% three-point shooter. You know, drive on somebody and hit the, the pretty little floater, which is how he got hurt the other day. Um, you know, he, he can score at every level in every conceivable way. Uh, he, he can break John Wall's assist record in his very first start at point guard if you need him to run the team. You know, in that way, certainly offensively, I think they're kind of lost without Ty Ty. And so it's, it's however long he's out, it's a big deal. And, uh, I have, uh, come to think that this team's somewhat like the 2017 team from the standpoint of they were, most of Cal's teams have been, uh, you know, and throughout his career have been, you know, teams that, uh, were, you know, best at, at uh, on the defensive end, that it was the defense that, that won them games uh, along with the offense. Here, I think this team, like 17, I think they're just very potent when they're at full strength offensively, and they're good but not yet great defensively. It's his worst shot-blocking team in his time at Kentucky, so they don't have that eraser, not especially physical, but uh, they can be really good offensively except when you take key pieces out. That yeah, and and also you know opportunistic defensively, like they can turn defense into offense when they get yes. when they when they turn people over. And, you know, and Ty Ty is a part of that. He's a guy who can you know step into a passing lane, and we see it often. Um, you know, and get out and run. I mean, they started the game the other day doing that, getting out and running uh, in transition and flying off a rebound. So they're not necessarily the traditional Calipari defensive team, but they 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 can turn that defensive end into offense. Uh, in a hurry, and yeah, Ty Ty is a big piece of that. Um, you know, I understand if you know what Oscar and, and Kellen said after the game that they'd like to get another shot at Auburn. Uh, good chance that they might in the SEC tournament. Although this league is, you know, at the top is really good. So you know, the the one and the two seed, if it ends up being Auburn and Kentucky that way, um, may not be as easy to get to the final as it would be in some years. Nevertheless, I can understand that feeling from those two guys because you know the, the defensive breakdowns they had are things I think that are correctable having played a game against Auburn now. 
I think they would defend them better the next time. And then, you know, if you're Kentucky, you feel like if you kept tie-tie in that game, you may well have won it. Yeah, I just it, it's really it's really hard for me uh, to to not feel like they at least would have had a, a above average chance of winning that game with Ty Ty, and then you, you also factor in that when at the at the moment that Severe Wheeler crashed into Walker Kessler on that screen, Kentucky was down one. Uh, you know, even impressively, even without Ty Ty, they had a very good chance to still win that game. You know, and then even as Auburn opened it up, Kentucky is down four with two and a half minutes to go. Um, and so in some ways they showed me something without Ty Ty that they they can fight and scratch and, and uh, that they didn't just kind of throw in the towel even when they, they had didn't have Ty Ty in for a, a little chunk there, uh, didn't have Severe. I mean, when Severe went out, down, they, he hits the screen, they're down one, his man hits a three as soon as he goes down, and then by the time he checks back in, they're down 10 uh, three minutes later. And so um, I, I would, I would, I'm would, i sure that those guys have a, a tremendous sense of, um, you know, we didn't, get to, we didn't get to really play Auburn, you know what I mean, because uh, there were just so many key things missing. That, the crazy thing to me is if they're just wholly healthy and all the – in all the buzz about Shaden Sharp and needs to play or should he play and all that, if they're just wholly healthy, um, I think they win at LSU and they win at Auburn, and now they're, what, 17-2 and two and they're undefeated in the league and in first place and people putting them, you know, probably in the top five uh, in the rankings and talking about, you know, a one or a two seed, and I don't think anybody's worried about any of that other stuff. Um, and, I, and I still think then – uh, that I, in my mind, I can think of Kentucky in that way. Even though those results didn't happen that way, I can think of Kentucky as this is one of the five to ten best teams in the country. Uh, as long as they don't have any catastrophic injury, um, this is one of the five to ten best teams in the country. And I'm sure they feel very frustrated that in the two biggest road games of the year, they didn't really get to show their best for the full game. Talk with Kyle Tucker from TheAthletic.com, and we'll continue when we come right back. It's the Leach Report, served up by Wild Eggs of Lexington. They have locations in Hamburg and in Palomar for breakfast, brunch, or lunch. Nobody beats Wild Eggs. We'll be right back. This is the Leach Report on Talk Radio 1080. You can interact with the show via Twitter at Leach Report. Now, here's Tom. We're back with Kyle Tucker from TheAthletic.com. He joins us on Mondays. You can subscribe to The Athletic and get all the great content leading up through uh, March Madness. And, and that includes a story uh, a couple of your colleagues did on uh, Tyrese Maxey. I was reading that. It's a nice piece on Tyrese and uh, what he's doing with the 76ers. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's really having a nice pro career. It is kind of amazing. Uh, some of these guys that weren't necessarily the highest end superstars at Kentucky now um, beginning to thrive in that league. It, it's uh, it's far and wide the Kentucky success, which segues us into Shaden Sharp because of the track record Cal has had with developing guards for the NBA, including Shea Gilgis Alexander, who follows a similar who. Uh, Shaden Sharp follows a similar path to Shea. Um, so 
a lot of uh, buzz in the wake of the story from ESPN last week that uh, Sharp was uh, going to be eligible for the draft, um, which seems likely from everything you read. Although the guy who wrote it said that Sharp might play within two or three days. So if if you judge based on the accuracy of that sentence, you wouldn't pay much attention to anything else. But nevertheless, uh, it is likely he will be eligible for the draft. He just wasn't going to play in the next two or three uh, days or games. But uh, what's your take on this? It's a, it is a very complex situation uh, that I think boils down to this. Uh, Shaden Sharp's mentor, uh, his coach, um, Dwayne Washington, um, who was also Shea Gilgis-Alexander's guy. He uh, is the You Play Canada, uh, Nike grassroots guy in Canada. Um, he's had R.J. Barrett and, and Shea Gilgis-Alexander and Caleb Houston, who's at uh, uh, Michigan now, five-star kid, and, and others. Um, he uh, he had this conversation with John Calipari, and Cal- I think what it boils down to, whatever any of us believe, is that uh, John Calipari and Kentucky are trusting um, the word of somebody that they've dealt with before, and they feel like they can trust uh, in that Shaden Sharp plans, unless he is needed to be here and get acclimated uh, during this second semester of this season so that he can lead the team next year and that that's his desire and that he plans to be at Kentucky next year. Obviously, things can change if after the season, Shaden at least goes to, you know, throws his name in the hat to go see and get feedback. He goes and works out for a team and they tell him that he's going to be the number one pick or the number two pick or, you know, in the top five. Maybe that does change, but I think, I think there's more to it. And I, and I know people, there's a lot of people that are and will and have kind of roll their eyes and say, well, you're crazy. You know, he, nobody's going to turn that down. I, I genuinely think that this is a, a family and a and a circle around Shaden Sharp and a kid who um, are taking the long view. Um, they, in talking to them, they want to make sure that he stays in the league for a long time and thrives, not just gets drafted high. There's a, there's plenty of people who've gotten drafted high uh, and weren't ready for it, got swallowed up and spit out by it, and. You know, his mentor talks about the way that Cal handled and developed Shea and, and the history that Cal has handling and developing these type of players to make sure they are ready and hit the ground running and all thrive in the NBA. I mean, if we're talking about Tyrese Maxey and Emmanuel Quickly and, you know, all those other guards, Tyler Hero, um, all the guys that, uh, and Shea have come through and thrived and succeeded, Devin Booker. And maybe not even taken right the traditional path or done what you would expect, like Devin Booker coming off the bench or Shea, you know, not initially being the starting point guard and having to earn his way into it. Um, Manuel quickly needing two years. Um, those they they look at that and how that has all gone for so many other guys, and they feel like there's a good, solid, proven track record and plan and a guy who genuinely cares and tech takes care of and protects, and that word's been used a lot about Shaden, and it makes some people mad, but protects guys who are this high level uh, of an athlete. Um, and so they trust him. They trust Cal, and I think Cal trusts them that they're being forthright with him about their intentions. Um, and so I think there is a real possibility that, one, he doesn't play at all this year, but also that he does play eventually at Kentucky. He 
he wants to play with Casey Wallace and Sky Clark and all the guys that are going to come back. Chris Livingston, like those guys are friends. You know, the one of the phrases that I got out of Shaden's uh, camp was, "You're old forever. You're only young for a little while." Uh, you know, let let the guy enjoy being a teenager and being in college for a minute, having that experience before you go into the dog eat dog world of of professional basketball. Um, you know, I I think there is a genuine um, sincerity about about their intentions, and and it, it could change. It wouldn't shock me if it changes, but. Um, my take is, I, I think everybody is is being pretty straight up about what they intend on doing right now. You were, <coughs> excuse me, I'm engaged in some some Twitter battles and exchanges on Saturday about all of this and about what's going on in practice. And you know, I think correct me if I'm wrong on any of this as far as my take on it. He, a guy comes in at midseason. Number one, he hadn't been playing anywhere. He's been working out. He could conceivably be in in pretty good shape. I don't know what – so maybe you don't have a lot of work to do there. But he hasn't gone through all of the, the preparation like the other guys in terms of, you know, uh, if, if it were a pickup game at the Y, it's easy to throw him in. But otherwise, you got to learn how – you know, if we're how you know, look at what the breakdowns with pick and roll. How are you playing pick and roll? How are you, you know, uh, handling this uh, defense and all of these things? You have to learn that's more than just rolling out there and uh, you know playing a pickup game. That have to you know you have to bring somebody along. And if you're not going to you once you're into a season, you're into two games a week mode at this point against teams that can beat you. So. You're preparing for games constantly. You don't have time to kind of slow practice down to let somebody catch up. So you do that through individual work, and then once he's ready to kind of go into the the scrimmages, you can see how far along he is. Is all that correct? Yeah, that's. I, mean, I think that, that, that's exactly right. I think there's also the element of of, of um, you know Cal's whole thing is earn it. Nothing's going to be given to you here. He tells everybody that in the recruiting process. Um, and so like is pe- people, somebody actually tried to use the, you know, playing time is earned argument for shade and sharp, playing shade and sharp over some of these guys. Like how is the guy who hasn't practiced earned anything? Um, and, and if you haven't, if he, all these guys were recruited, they had the chance to walk away from, from knowing who else was coming when they knew on the front end, but now they're here. And now this guy gets dropped in out of nowhere, um, in the middle of the season. It's not the same as, as well. They, you know, they come here knowing these guys are going to be here. No, they didn't know Shaden Sharp was going to get dropped in the middle, and and he wasn't here with them working out in the summer. He he wasn't here for all the practices and all the bonding stuff and all the games to this point. Um, and so, you know, I, I think there is a concern on Calipari's end of um, any time that I throw out there and try to get a look at Shaden Sharp is taking away from guys that you know have earned it, and and frankly. You know, people have used like Jarnell Stokes and some of these other examples. Look, if, if Shaden Sharp was a big guy, I think you could make an argument for it because, you know, there's only one or two big guys that have really proven that they absolutely deserve time for Kentucky. It's a little bit of an area of need. And so if he's this number one recruit and he's a big guy and based on what your team has, you might, might behoove you, uh, and not be really, uh, outlandish to put him out there. But they got four guards that have all proven they are 
uh, capable. They have made winning plays. They have contributed. Their four, top four guards, one is the SEC assist leader. The other is the SEC three-point leader. The other is the best freshman guard in America. And the other is Davion Mintz, who's 100-plus career starts and made a bunch of big plays for Kentucky. Tell me why they need a guard. I mean, maybe he would help them, but they don't need another guard necessarily. And so um, I think it allows them to be patient. I think Shaden's side is happy with that. He's not, and that's the other thing. Like you've got a number one recruit who's who, who he and all the people around him are fine with him sitting, uh, and they do plan to be there next year. So uh, the rush, the urgency, you know, I think it gets exacerbated by the fact that they had both guards hurt again, and it's happened twice on the road. And you go, well, we got to have somebody in case that happens again, but that. Those are kind of freak things, and, and and to my understanding, neither are long-term injuries. Uh, you know, if you knew you were going to be missing Ty Ty Washington for a month, it's time to get Shaden Sharp ready. But I don't think that's the case, and so um, yeah, I, I just don't, I just don't see the hurry right now. Kyle Tucker, thank you much. Thank you. You can read him at theAthletic.com. We'll be right back to close out this edition of the Leach Report. This day in 1970, Pete Maravich went for 55 in his final appearance at Memorial Coliseum against the Kentucky Wildcats. Dan Issel scored 35 in Kentucky, as it did in all six matchups during Pete's varsity time at LSU. Kentucky won. Uh, Javon Baker, wide receiver Alabama, has transferred or is transferring to Kentucky for via the transfer portal. Number 34 ranked receiver by one service coming out of high school in all of of college or of high school football, six two, uh, so a big target and a great pickup for uh, Kentucky. So they picked up Baker and Tavian Robinson for the wide receiver room, and uh, enjoyed seeing the eighty two UK women's basketball SEC championship team being honored yesterday at the game at Rupp Arena. Unfortunately, Kentucky couldn't get the win for them, but uh, I was in school at that time. That was a fantastic team to watch. Um, so. Congrats to those ladies. We'll see you tomorrow on the Leach Report.